Gatorade was born on the field at the University of Florida to aid the Gators. Uh, they had a they had an athletic need. Their players were falling apart out on the field in the hot and humid conditions. They went to the doctors. The doctors created this product, Gator Aid, and we try to follow that legacy with every single thing we bring to market. Welcome to the Sports Business Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Brian Berger. You can find the Sports Business Radio Podcast 15 years, over 600 episodes featuring conversations with the biggest names in sports like David Stern, Pete Carroll, Chris Abbott, Jeannie Buss, Michael Vick, Andre Iguodala, Mark Cuban, Tom Rinaldi, Charles Barkley, Jack Nicholas, Lindsey Vaughn, Eric Spolster, Aaron Rodgers, and Steve Nash on iTunes or at sportsbusinessradio.com. Subscribe, rate, and review the Sports Business Radio podcast on iTunes, and everyone who posts a review on iTunes will be eligible to be selected to join us in our studio audience at one of our Sports Business Radio roadshows presented by Boingo. And we're also on Spotify now, so you can find us there. Follow us in between podcasts on Twitter at SB Radio. We've been named a top 50 followed by Forbes.com for three consecutive years. And on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. Joining us on this week's edition of Sports Business Radio is Jeff Kearney. He is the global head of sports marketing for Gatorade. I got to tell you, I've been a fan of Gatorade for a long time, not only a consumer of the product, but I just love their commercials going back to the Be Like Mike commercials, Derek Jeter, Peyton Manning, Serena Williams. Just some great commercials. So I'm excited to have Jeff on the show today. That's coming up in a little bit. Joined, as always, in studio by our executive producer, Brian Griggs. Griggs, NBA is upon us. It's always a fun time of year. Yes. My wife and I are big-time NBA fans, so we always are excited for the beginning of the season and uh, getting all hopped up on. The, and it's so weird this year. We were talking the other night, watching one of the games, how the teams are so different. There was so much movement in the oh, offseason. Yeah. I mean, it's like, I think they said like 200 free agents or something in the offseason. You almost forget. Like, you're watching a game and you're like, oh, I forgot that guy's on that <laughs> yeah, team exactly. now. Exactly. You have to kind of like relearn the roster, so, but it's fun. And there's so much parody, especially oh, yeah. in the West. Like, yeah. that is just going to be oh, yeah. a dogfight. And you look at the Warriors, and, you know, they're off to a little bit of a slow start. They might not even make the playoffs. That's how competitive... The West is going to yeah. be, but yeah, it's uh, exciting. I love it. I love the NBA. I think Sunday was the only day of the year where you had MLB, NBA, NHL, NFL yeah. all playing on the same day. Crazy. So it, it was like a sports person's haven. Yeah, and uh, it was fun to watch. World Series. The numbers are not great. Uh, game one and two historically low mm-hmm. for Fox. It's been a weird series. As we record this, uh, we're prior to game six, and so far, the home team hasn't won a game yet. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, what if we go through the World Series? I don't think it's going to happen, but what if we go through the World Series and the home team never wins a game? I don't think that's ever happened. No, I don't think so either. I was thinking about that the other day because they started out 0-2 and and all this, and I'm like, wow, they're not winning on the... And then the flip happened again, and I'm like, no one's winning on their home field. It's weird. Well, in uh, Mattress Mac, our friend Darren Ravel... Uh, has been covering him closely. This guy's got, you know, 11 to 12 million dollars riding on the Astros to win 19 million. So he has a mattress company in Houston. He doesn't have insurance on <laughs> if the Astros win, he's got to like basically refund people their money who uh. bought mattresses this year. So he's exposed to the tune of about, you know, 10 million dollars. But he keeps pressing his bets. And I'll tell you what, when they were down 2 nothing going back to D.C., 
And he was still putting, you know, a million dollars down here. And I was like, this guy's nuts. <laughs> like, he's he's sick. But right now, he's looking like a genius. Because, <laughs> by the way, he was getting odds because yeah. they were the road team. Right. And now they're up three games to two. If they win, he's going to make, you know, 20-plus million dollars. So not only does he cover his promotion losses, he probably nets about $10 million. And he's gotten some good PR in the... Crazy. And he has gone around... According to Darren Ravel, and you know he's hired like the bookmakers who have found him the best odds at casinos mm. around the country. So he's not just randomly, right. you know, betting. But he did place like a million dollar bet on his phone. Jeez. Ravel had the screenshot of that, and I'm like, oh can gosh. you imagine no. placing a million dollar bet on your phone? And how do you? How does this? I couldn't sleep at night. Like oh, I'd be God. so stressed about <laughs> the games and my money and where everything is. I don't know how he does it. That's crazy. Well, the difference between him and us is nineteen million dollars. <laughs> well, he he's got he's got loads of money. Like when you're betting that kind of money, yeah, you can afford to bet that kind of money. Right. For us, yes, we would be working <laughs> from now until ten lifetimes from now to uh, pay yeah. that money back. <sighs> I was just down in Phoenix this week uh, at a sports law conference. It was interesting to be down there. My friend Josh Rawich from the Diamondbacks does a great job overseeing their PR. But it was Josh and I and then two sports lawyers. And we kind of talked about how legal and PR work together in a crisis. And, oh, my gosh, how many crises have we seen recently? NBA in China, how the Astros just botched this situation with their assistant GM and the apology that they should have issued right away to the reporter from Sports Illustrated. And a lot in the world right now, we're going to have a lot to talk about at Sports PR Summit in, in 2020. But it was an interesting conference to be at, a lot of in-house general counsel. And Phoenix is my hometown, so it was fun to, to be in my hometown for uh, a day. And, Griggs, it was 85 degrees in Phoenix. I get off the plane in Portland, Oregon last night, and it's like 32 <laughs> That was not fun that's coming a wake back. Up. Yeah, that tell you what. <laughs> Cuz I didn't even have a jacket on cuz I yeah. was in 85. <laughs> so you walk off the plane and it's windy and 32, that'll wake you up at 11:30 at night. That definitely does. And uh back to your conference in Phoenix too. It's like it, it, it's amazing how that script is just writing itself every day. The lawyers and the and the PR nightmares. I mean, there's so much to talk about in that world. So I can imagine that your discussion was very uh moving along quickly cuz there's so much. There's well, I'll tell you tons. this and I'll give a little plug for my firm, everything is on the record. Everything is on the record.com. <laughs> Sitting in this room full of people yesterday, I mean, hundreds of people, so few of these companies, and lawyers are all about being risk averse, right? Like right. planning for the worst thing that can happen. So few of these companies, and they are major companies, have a crisis PR plan in place. Crazy. They're also living in the day-to-day. -day. I'm so busy with my job right now. I have no time to be proactive and think about the 10 worst things that could happen to my company, who the spokespeople are, uh, mm. you know, who are the five people you gather in a room when a crisis takes place. It is stunning to me how ill-prepared so many companies are because they're living in the present and they're not thinking of the what if. Right. And as I tell the companies all the time, look, I hate paying health insurance every month. I hate paying car insurance every month. But you know what? If something goes down, I'm glad I have it. This is the insurance plan that you need to pay for is we need a crisis PR plan. We need our top executives and coaches and athletes, whoever, at our company to be on board with what that plan is. And again, most of the time when the crisis hits, 
these sports teams, leagues, and companies are flying by the seat of their pants, and it really is surprising. It's amazing, and especially these companies that have so many employees and athletes, and and everybody's got a phone and social media. It's like, why would you, there's so many opportunities for somebody to mess something up that you think, how would you not have a plan for something like this? Crazy. Right. Yeah. Why? Well, that was the other thing that came out of this is the number of companies who provide social media training to their employees, especially the young employees. Mm. It's a small percentage. Yeah. And then when things go sideways, how can you go, well, gosh, they should have known better. Some of it is common sense. I get it. But you have to provide a level of training to say, look, your brand is connected to our brand now. And if something goes sideways, there's going to be consequences if you post something on Instagram or Twitter or wherever it is and it impacts us. There's got to be a little bit of those connecting of the dots when someone is hired and that training is just not provided at these companies. Uh, Halloween is coming up this week. On Halloween, I am going to post my costume with my daughter. And, uh, <laughs> it's good. It looks like an album cover. <laughs> it, I'm, it, I'm pretty pleased with it. It was her idea for our costumes this year. But uh, if you follow me at SB Radio or on Instagram at Sports Business Radio, I'll post our picture of our Halloween costume, and it does look like an old-school, like, 1970s yeah. album cover, and pretty happy with it. Yeah, it turned out really good, and uh, you are unrecognizable, which is kind of fun, so uh, that's the hint I'll give. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not Pennywise. I'll, no, I'll, no. I'll follow it up with, with that. What are you going to be doing? So, so by yeah. the way, I normally don't dress up. Right. Usually my daughter dresses up. You know, I go around trick-or-treating with her and our dog, but I don't dress up. But she really wanted me to this year, so I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do it this year. So I'm not a costume guy, but right. I did this year. What's your costume so this year? So we kind of flip-flopped opposite of you guys. My son, who's almost 13, not really – he's kind of crossed the I don't want to dress up era. Oh. Dad. But then we hosted a party at our house last weekend, my wife and I, and we were the uh, Lederhosen German barmaid. And oh, So we did nice. the full German outfit, which wow. was pretty cool. Okay. That was fun. We got a lot of people liked it. And my Lederhosen were about seven sizes too small, so I looked like a freak. <laughs> but it was fun. So uh, we might throw those back on for Halloween night. We'll see what happens. See, my daughter still loves the candy. Well, yeah. And I know you can hand it out, but it's not as good as going around door to door. Like, we won't right. go around for hours, but sure. we might go around for half an hour. And we live in a nice neighborhood where they're giving out the full-size candy bars. That's good, then. It's not the little mini, no. you know, there's three M&Ms in the pack. <laughs> it's it's the full-size, king-size M&Ms. I love it. Or... Uh, she likes Milky Way. That's worth it then. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's good. We moved into our neighborhood a few years ago and we've been pleasantly surprised by the caliber of candy. <laughs> that's good. And decorations. Like, oh, nice. That's the other thing is I, I, you know, we throw some pumpkins out. We'll sure. throw some spider webs up and, you know, some things like that. But some people are going like it's full crazy. Freddy Krueger oh, on man. Halloween. I, it's not, and that's changed. Like, I swear when we were kids, you'd have people with a pumpkin here and there. But now it's like full yards and there's stuff blinking and lights and everything's yeah. controlled. It's it's nuts. And then the thing that happens, and this has really changed in the last 10 years, is so Halloween's done and everyone just fast forwards through Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Forget about that. Right. And you start decorating your house exactly. in November. I don't do this. But, you know, Costco's putting oh, yeah. Christmas decorations out in July now. It's nuts. So people just say, all right, Halloween's done. Let's take down our <laughs> scary decorations and we'll put up our Christmas lights. Yep. 
Yep. What? I know. It's still, and I'm like you. I like I, Thanksgiving's probably my favorite holiday. I love November. You like the food. Yeah, the food and just it's good, you know, chill time. And you don't have to give presents and all yeah. that stuff. But you're right. It just gets skipped. It's like Christmas is November 1st. Well, and at some point, we'll have an announcement. Griggs and I are going to New York yeah, for baby. our annual trip. There will be ice skating. Oh, yeah. My nickname is Brian Boitano when I am in New York. My 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 friends have nicknamed me Boitano because oh I do like to ice skate when we, I'm in New York. I mean, you, we, we do crush it. We're both we don't fall down. I love that. We don't fall down. Uh, I used to ice skate a lot when I was younger. Not a figure skater, but like kind of the hockey skating. Sure. Because yeah. I lived in Arizona and it was always hot, so we would go to the ice skating rink just to cool, cool off. off. Right. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, we'll be crushing it at either Central Park oh, yeah. or Rock Center. Rock Center, though, it's like $150 to skate during December. Yeah, it's a little bit. I'm glad we did it and we got, it was pouring down rain, so we got a great deal. And that, it, it that's was the only reason it. we got yeah. a good deal because <laughs> it was, it was like a, a, a typhoon and puddles on yeah. the ice. But pretty cool when you're looking up and literally oh, yeah. the tree is right above you and Rock Center's right here. It's yeah, cool. somewhere there's a Facebook Live of that. Yeah, and it's gone viral. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it's gone viral, but it, it was pretty cool. Yeah. You know, you see all of that on TV. We're West Coasters. So yeah. you see that on TV for many, many years. And then when you get to go out to New York for Christmas, like we have yeah. the last, what, four years, five years, there's no better city no. on planet Earth during December than New York. It's, it's the best. Just, it's dressed up and it's in its best. Yeah. And uh, it was fun to be able to bring my daughter there a few years ago. But uh, we will have a guest to announce, and our Sports Business Radio Roadshow, presented by Boingo, will be taking place in the near future in New York, so we'll have details about that. All right, coming up next, Jeff Kearney. He is the global head of sports marketing for Gatorade. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. When it comes to stadiums and arenas, every sports pro knows wireless wins. And when it comes to the best wireless technology for your venue, look no further than Boingo Wireless. Boingo is the largest operator of indoor wireless networks in the U.S., providing state-of-the-art Wi-Fi and cellular services that power amazing fan experiences. And Boingo makes keeping your stadium connected easy today and in the future. Thinking about 5G? Boingo's expert team helps you carry the ball through a complex technology landscape to deliver wireless solutions that will delight fans and deepen loyalty season after season. Here's another kicker. Boingo is simply the best connected experience for your business. With Boingo, stadiums and arenas enjoy unique operating efficiencies, revenue opportunities, and digital insights into their fan base. That's a win-win. Boingo works with major league sports venues like Soldier Field, Vivint Smart Home Arena, State Farm Arena, and university stadiums like University of Louisville and K-State. Our thanks to Boingo for their continued support of Sports Business Radio. We're excited to showcase how technology is changing the business of sports. If you would like more information on Boingo Wireless, visit boingo.com or email sports at boingo.com. Blinder is the way high-performance teams connect their talent with the media and fans. It lets communications managers provide unprecedented access to their athletes, entertainers, and executives while respecting everyone's privacy and time. Blinder makes phone calls magic. Request a demo today at blinderhq.com backslash SB radio. Joining us now on the Blinder guest line is Jeff Kearney, the global head of sports marketing for Gatorade. Follow Gatorade on Twitter and Instagram at Gatorade. 
In his role, he oversees a team that manages the brand's sports marketing portfolio, including all league, team, event, and athlete partnerships and negotiations around the world. Gatorade was created in 1965 by a team of scientists at the University of Florida College of Medicine. It's currently manufactured by PepsiCo. It's distributed in over 80 countries around the world. Gatorade accounts for approximately 75% of market share in the sports drink category. Jeff, thanks for joining us on Sports Business Radio. How are you today? I'm doing terrific. How are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. I, I really wanted to have you on for a long time, so I'm glad this worked out. Uh, I have been a fan of Gatorade since I was a kid, dating back to the, the Michael Jordan commercials, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I always like to start with our guests with your path to sports business. And I know that you were an intern at the Big Ten Conference. I know you were at Conference USA. But how did you get into sports? You know, I was one of those high school all-world athletes, probably like yourself and a lot of the listeners out there, that <laughs> I, I uh, was good at a lot of things, but great at nothing. I just always loved being part of a team, always loved competing, yep. and uh, went to the University of Iowa and, and had a passion for sport, but didn't really know what I was doing, and it's one of those stories where if somebody needed a cooler of ice, a cooler filled with Gatorade, I was willing to volunteer my time to do that, just to be close to the action. I did uh, social club sports, club sports in college, and I uh, went to grad school to get my master's in sport management and really just kind of cut my teeth volunteering and working in the athletic department, doing whatever I could to kind of create that pathway. And, you know, I think it's a little bit of luck, a little bit of opportunity, uh, a little bit of nose to the grindstone. But uh, here I am. Very, very happy to be here. A lot of what you do is so relationship-based, too. I've had some people who know you tell me that your your phone is to be envied with all the people that you have in your in your iPhone and just the relationships you've built with some of the athletes that work with Gatorade and, and others, but that you're a really good builder of relationships. For our audience that's listening, what's the key to building good relationships? Well, you know, I, there's very likely many, many different ways to do it, but maybe I'm old school. To me, there's nothing that replicates what we're doing right now, just talking person to person. I think in the world we live in, we have to be very cognizant of how interactions, social interactions have changed and texting and, you know, the electronic world that, that's before us, the social digital world that's before us. But to me, nothing beats that in person, letting somebody hear the tone of your voice, see the expression on your face, shaking a hand, getting in the trenches with people and just kind of doing it the old-fashioned way. So I, I know it's it's worked for me, again, not to say that that is exactly the path that someone needs to take in, in 2020, but, um, yeah, just the in-person, face-to-face interaction is, is uh, invaluable. Before we get into some specifics, who is Gatorade's targeted consumer? Because I know you have a number of different products now, and I know you've become very broad, but when you're going to work every day and you're trying to hit the bullseye, who's your targeted consumer? Our targeted consumer is the competitive athlete. I think the bullseye is that that teen, young, competitive athlete that's really learning about sports, starting to play competitive sports, high school ranks into college, but as you said, with the, the span of our product portfolio, we have products that, that can reach everybody. So you might still have that competitive mindset. You might be what we would define as an evolving athlete. You know, you're done with your high school or collegiate playing days, and now you're doing social club sports. You're looking for different ingredients. You're paying attention to more what's on the label. 
And then there's people like me at my age. Anybody like 25 and older is, is what we would define as a forever athlete. If you still have that competitive mentality, if you're on the treadmill at the gym kind of peeking at the person next to you to see how fast they're going, thinking to yourself like, wow, how, there's no way that person is going to beat me and get to mile four or five faster than I am. So we want to make sure, again, that people that are more cognizant of the, their, their bodies and what nutrients they want, what type of fuel they want, if they're more counting calories, that we have a product for everyone. All right. I want to dig into some specifics. I've always been fascinated by Gatorade's sports marketing. And, you know, in my lifetime, the commercials that I can't wait to see, I love Nike commercials and I love Gatorade commercials. And if you go back, I'm 50 years old. So I go back, you know, big Michael Jordan fan and the Be Like Mike commercial is probably my all time favorite Gatorade commercial. And I know that's got a really interesting story behind it. It kind of came together at the last second. I know the Be Like Mike jingle was uh, supposedly created in an Italian restaurant on a napkin and that campaign became golden. But I'm so impressed by uh, how you guys do your commercials. And I know you have a big part of that. Well, if they were only all that easy. Uh, it's not always something that, you know, comes up sitting in a restaurant and, and jotting it down on a napkin, but I think the thing, and, and I can't take credit for all of the great work. I wasn't here when the, the Be Like Mike spot came out. We have a phenomenal team here that, that manages our creative, but I think the one thing we try to do is speak directly to that consumer you asked about a moment ago, that competitive athlete, that getting into that mindset, you know, Be Like Mike, you know, what, what young athlete doesn't imitate their favorite player in their driveway or out on the in their backyard or at the local park whatever sport they might be playing so i think that tapped into that that insight and even the spot that we ran this summer that uh jj watt is the voiceover and he's talking about you know use your rival as the fuel to drive you and you know who as a competitive athlete doesn't have that person it could be a sibling it could be a teammate they're fighting for the starting position it could be that that rival down the street that that's truly what drives you and i think that our team has just done a great job of tapping into those insights and having a keen understanding of, of what drives an athlete. Michael Jordan, Serena Williams, Derek Jeter, Peyton Manning, Dwayne Wade, you just mentioned J.J. Watt. You guys recently signed Zion Williamson. When you target an athlete endorser, what are the traits you're looking for? We're looking for someone that has the same DNA as our brand, somebody who who is uh, – championship caliber they want to get after it they're aspirational they have some street cred you know it's it's a player that people want to be like that again as i mentioned before that the people are imitating in their driveway they have high character you know the things they do outside the lines are as important as what they do inside the lines they carry themselves very well the todd Gurley's, the um Carl Anthony Towns, the jason tatums elena della don the wmb nba mvp mallory Pugh. Male, female, black, white, big, small, short, or tall, it doesn't matter to us. If they're a competitive athlete and have a similar DNA, they care about what they're putting in their bodies, they have that internal drive, we love that. Another commercial that I just loved, and this was a few years ago, was the Derek Jeter farewell from the Yankees commercial. And I loved how that was filmed. He was you know, literally interacting with the people in New York. Were you a part of that? And if you were, what was that like? Yeah, I was part of the discussions. I wasn't on site, and I'll tell you why. There, there's a couple things on this one. I'm glad you asked this. Is We really pride ourselves with our, our creative executions to really not only be the, you know, get into the mindset of the consumer, but tell each individual athlete's story. As similar as they all might be with their competitive drive, they all have a little bit of a different 
type of motivation that gets them there, like the Peyton Manning letters, him writing letters to everybody in his farewell spot where we took his words and kind of read a story back to him. We reached out to Derek and, and his agent, Casey Close, and, and you know talked about what, how does he want to go out? What are the things that he's thinking about? And he kind of wanted to give a shout-out to New York. And uh, our team, they wanted to limit the number of people that were on set that day. If I, I'm making air quotes when I say on set, because as you, as you know from the spot, we literally were filming as he pulls up to Yankee Stadium, and it was a game day, which is something we normally don't like to do is interfere with players on their on the days when they have competition, but we kept things very, very tight. So I was not there on set that day with a person on my team that works with Major League Baseball, but there are four or five of us. And if you've ever been on an ad shoot, if any of your listeners have been on an ad shoot, they know that the production teams can be massive. We kept things very, very tight and very, very intimate to really just kind of, boy, uh, consume everything that was going on around Derek, the fans, how they were interacting with him. Uh, high-fiving him, hugging him as he approached Yankee Stadium that day, and it was really, really special to be a part of. Yeah, it looked really organic, and that was one of the other things I liked about the spot. It wasn't overproduced. It was just really, you know, him saying goodbye to to the fans in New York and, you know, winding down his career with the Yankees. I liked that it was black and white, and uh, I just thought it was, it was really well done. The other spot that I loved and I still watch over and over again to this day is the Michael Jordan 23 versus 39 commercial and just how you brought you know the two Michael Jordans together the 23 year old Michael Jordan and the 39 year old Michael Jordan and then at the end the North Carolina Michael Jordan comes onto the set I thought that was brilliant too yeah that's great memory I love that spot uh, the ability of our creative teams and uh, the tech experts that can pull that stuff together to have Michael playing against Michael uh, was pretty spectacular so uh, yeah definitely one of our all-time favorites what are your plans for Zion? I know, you know, some people look at him as uh, the next Michael Jordan, and he's someone who transcends sports, and he's got an exciting game. Have you started mapping out, here's when the first spot's going to come out, and here's what the campaign with Zion's going to look like? Well, I'll go back to the comment I made when you talked about the Derek Jeter commercial, where we really try to get into each athlete's head a little bit and learn about them and what drives them and, and maybe what story they want to tell so that it to your point on things feeling very organic and authentic, that's a win for us. So we have spent a lot of time with Zion and his family. Uh, we have people that have been down with him in New Orleans as he's been training for the season before he had the surgery. One of the very first things we did, a uh, pride point for us, is our scientific expertise. And he spent a lot of time with our Gatorade Sports Science Institute scientists just to teach him about his body. He may not have had a specific need or want or question, but it's kind of like taking your car to get the oil checked. You know, it's just something that we like to do to teach an athlete about their body. And with his 82, potentially more game season forthcoming if they make the playoffs, you know, we we wanted to get the science out there in front uh, so that we could customize products for him and ensure he's ready to rock. And as part of that dialogue, you know, when we have side conversations, we're learning more and more about him and what makes him tick. So uh, we are building out kind of what those stories may be, but more to come there. Yeah, he has such a great smile and a great personality, obviously uh, an electrifying game. So when I saw that you signed him, I went, wow, just another great athlete to add to the Gatorade portfolio. He is electric, like you said, and he's a kid. You know, his, his smile, he's got a just a fantastic smile, and he's larger than life, and the things that he can do to get that much 
body that high in the air, it's it's fun to watch. And he can play all five positions on the floor. We're excited to see what he can do. And our number one priority is his performance. Uh, I think the storytelling will be ancillary to that, and hopefully we'll do some cool things. But we just hope to help him meet all of his goals on the court. You're listening to Sports Business Radio with our guest, Jeff Kearney, the global head of sports marketing for Gatorade. We'll be right back after this. I know many of our Sports Business Radio listeners and my friends with pro sports teams fly by private or charter plane. So let me offer you this scattering report that will save you time and money. When flying into or out of New York City, there can often be long delays. That's why you want to fly into the brand new, pristine Republic Jet Center, located in Farmingdale, New York. That's just 30 minutes outside of New York City, making it the airport with the fastest time into Manhattan. Don't get caught up in delays flying into Teterboro or White Plains. Choose Republic Jet Center and you'll experience all the reasons why you chose to fly privately. Republic Jet Center is a full-service, signature-select FBO that delivers an unparalleled level of customer service and safety to the private and charter jet industry. Enjoy Republic Jet Center's luxurious lobby and contemporary lounge in their new 100,000-square-foot facility. The concierge staff will gladly assist you with making any reservations you need while you're in New York City, from ground transportation arrangements, dining reservations, or even helping you with chartering a helicopter flight to Manhattan or the Hamptons. That'd be nice. Their comprehensive white glove FBO service and premier affiliations are compelling reasons why aircraft owners and operators benefit from selecting Republic Jet Center. Whenever I fly private in or out of New York City for the Sports PR Summit or the Sports Business Radio Roadshow, I now have a terrific new option, Republic Jet Center. For more information, visit RepublicJetCenter.com or call them at 631-881-9520. Follow them on Twitter at Republic Jet Center, and that's C-T-R for center, or on Instagram at Republic Jet Center. Republic Jet Center, the official private airport partner of Sports Business Radio and the Sports PR Summit. Now, back to Sports Business Radio with our guest, Jeff Kearney. As part of your job, what's your personal interaction like with the endorsers? Do you check in with them every once in a while? Are you building that relationship to see if you even want to sign them in the first place? How is that part of your job? Yeah, that's a great question. I'm going to start with kind of the latter part of that, where before we even develop any uh, official relationship, you know, we, we do as much homework as we can to learn about that player. And Zion is somebody who, you know, my goodness, his videos have been on YouTube and highlight reels since he was, you know, a young teenager. I was going to say since he was a teenager, but he's still a teenager. (laughs) Um, You know, his AAU games, his high school games. So we knew a lot about his play. But, you know, we, we do our homework to talk to officials, to talk to coaches, to talk to people that are, close to Zion circle to just learn again what what is he like as a person and you know he comes from a phenomenal family his mom is incredible he's got a little brother they 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 carry themselves all very well they know what's most important I think uh, once we do develop that relationship we work very closely with the agents you know if we're going to talk to the athlete we want to make sure that that agent is aware of it so he has a great representation team uh, empathy is everything if I was his agent I'd want to know what what partners are talking to him and and uh, we don't necessarily look at, you know, it as a sponsorship relationship. We look at it as a supplier relationship. We're a piece of athletic equipment that's going to help Zion play great, play as well as he can play. So um, we do, again, we have a, a team that manages the NBA. I have a person on my team, Jeff Chang, 
who works very closely with the Pelicans and with Zion, and he is in pretty regular contact with his team. So we do have a, a strong relationship out of the gates. Social media is such a large part of sports marketing today. For instance, if you put out a Zion commercial, he can tweet it out or post it on Instagram to millions of people. When you're talking to athletes now, is that part of the equation, or do you not really care if they have social media because Gatorade social media platforms are so strong? Yeah, I think it has to be part of the equation. I think, you know, I'm, I'm probably repeating myself a little bit when I say our focus is their performance. You know, with if they're doing what we believe they can do, if they're doing what they want to do to climb that mountaintop and, and you know, get to where Michael Jordan, Peyton Manning, Derek Jeter, Usain Bolt, Serena Williams, Elena Deladon, Dwayne Wade, where, where these players that we've worked with have gone, that's the focus. That's the win. But, yeah, absolutely, just based on how that team competitive athlete, how people get their information today, how, you know, now when you want to, follow your favorite player it's not just what they're doing on the court tonight or this weekend you can you know check out their facebook feed their youtube channel what they're saying on twitter instagram and the various social platforms so yeah absolutely as a brand we have to pay attention to those things how has social media changed your marketing efforts for instance when michael jordan was playing there wasn't social media so you bought a five-week run of ads and you know, put them on during NBA games, and, and that was your strategy, TV only. Now you can, again, push out to millions of people digitally. How has that all changed? I think the biggest thing is when, you know, we have a salary cap, and we sit down every year going through our operating plans and figure out what does our marketing mix look like. How much money do we want to put toward retail theater to make people stop and look at our products? How much do we want to put toward signing another team or athlete, and then what? Then our media plan, of course. And I think, to get to the point of your question, it's that media mix, where the investment goes has definitely shifted. Our, our TV commercials have been so iconic and such a big part of our brand that, boy, I, I hesitate to think, and I'm not, again, I'm not the, the point person running this play, but I hope we always do those. They, they're so powerful for us at the right times, but the investment that we make there has shifted to that digital social space because teen athletes, that's where they live. That's where they talk. That's where they get their highlights. That's where they're watching their favorite players. So I think the biggest shift has just been kind of balancing out what goes to traditional linear media versus what's going to that digital social space. As we discussed earlier, so much more than just a sports drink now. You've got powder, shakes, bars, equipment. How has Gatorade developed those other product lines over time and decided this is the right product and here's the customer we want to go after? Yeah, well, I'll, I'll, I'll preface this by saying I'm not a scientist, but science is our guide. Uh, we have had the Gatorade Performance Series in locker rooms since the late 90s where we had nutrition bars and protein bars and protein shakes and carbohydrate energy drinks. And we started to more commercialize those on a broader scale around 2010 because when you look at that landscape of sports nutrition, nobody really owns that space. And athletes were really seeking more and more solutions. They're an athlete whether they're on the court or on the field or not. When they wake up in the morning, the best athletes in the world are thinking about what are they going to put in their bodies to help make sure they're ready to go later that day. Before they go to bed at night, they're thinking about what can I eat that's going to help me get the, the, the most rest tonight that's going to help my body heal and recover the quickest. So with our network of sports practitioners around the world and our partnerships with the American College of Sports Medicine, the European College of Sports Sciences, the National Athletic Trainers Associations, the Strength Coach 
associations and the like. It's a network that spans a couple hundred thousand people. We tap into them and and use them and, and tap into our teams and leagues and athletes. So what do they want? What are they eating? Do they want texture? Do they want sweetness? Do they want savory? And that really, again, is those athlete insights and if science can prove that it works, that's our guide. The NBA G League, I think it's in year three and you guys sponsor a number of different events, but what I'm particularly interested in with the G League is you're kind of using it as an incubator to get feedback from the athletes and test certain products out. How's that going? Brian, you're the man. I love it that you said that. I think uh, when you look at, when you build a program, the success metrics that you you define that program by, oftentimes people look at that and say, boy, the name Gatorade NBA G League is just showing up in the press everywhere. And, and don't get me wrong, that's fantastic. But the, if there's a major and a minor, that's the minor. The major is exactly as you teed this up. It, it's We don't really attach our name to a lot of things. We, we focus on the benches, the sidelines, getting our products out there, again, as a piece of equipment to fuel these players. But this was something where we had this unique relationship with the National Basketball Association, with Commissioner Silver, with the WNBA, where, you know, what can we do more with this league to get more access for this stop-and-go sport, this uh, fast trajectory. It's one of the most, if not the fastest-growing sport out, outside of the United States, and really work directly with these players. And, and don't get me wrong, we do testing with athletes across NCAA, NFL, soccer, you name it, but we have to be very strategic with when we do it. We don't want to, again, inter- interfere with the players' regular season. With the G League, we have a little bit more leeway to do some things in-game, to do some things in training camp, to have our, our sports scientists in those locker rooms working with them to, if it's trying new flavors, new ingredient bundles, new equipment, new sidelines, carts, new bottles, we can do that with these professional players. It's been a lot of fun so far. You're listening to Sports Business Radio with our guest, Jeff Kearney, the global head of sports marketing for Gatorade. We'll be right back after this. I can't tell you how many times over the years on Sports Business Radio that a PR person is asked to listen in on my interviews with their CEO, GM, coach, or athlete. They also want to call us in our studio so that we don't have the phone number of the high-profile person who is calling us for our interview. Blinder has developed a technology that solves these issues that have existed for years. Use Blinder's unique technology to connect your athlete, coach, or executive's personal phone for any interview without sharing their private information. Remotely control the phone interviews, set start and finish times, monitor online or with the Blinder mobile app, and listen to a recording of the call at any time for complete peace of mind. With Blinder, you're finally in control. The system works globally from any phone line. Scheduling a call takes seconds. Customizable push notifications ensure a connection, and no one needs to download anything to make or receive a call. PR people everywhere should be using this helpful technology. Blinder is now the technology we use for the official guest line for Sports Business Radio. Learn how to start your free trial by visiting blinderhq.com backslash sbradio. Now we're talking. Now back to Sports Business Radio with our guest, Jeff Kearney. Well, and to me, and I'm not just saying this because you're on right now, but that's the separating factor between Gatorade and the other sports drinks out there who have signed, you know, a couple of athletes as endorsers. You guys have a widespread network of people, whether it's the athletes or the scientists or the trainers who are giving you that on the ground feedback and you're constantly 
cultivating your products? And I really do think that's the difference between you and your competitors. I'm not sure what to add to that. That was fantastic. Uh, thank you. I, I think we are tasked with, my team's tasked with protecting that legacy. You know, we have a, an authentic story. Gatorade was born on the field at the University of Florida to aid the Gators. Uh, they had a they had an athletic need. Their players were falling apart out on the field in the hot and humid conditions. They went to the doctors. The doctors created this product, Gator Aid, and we try to follow that legacy with every single thing we bring to market. Yeah, I just love that story of, and a lot of people don't know that story. So I'm glad you told it. Uh, I love the story of how the product was born. I'm a big, uh, you know, believer in the stories of how something was born. And, and I just love that story and how Gatorade came about. And all these years later, look what you guys are, are doing with it. Yeah, again, thank you for saying that. Again, it's, I think every single day we're, we're challenging the, the scientists in our lab via the feedback we get from our partners, the leagues, teams, uh, whoever it may be, to, to validate and continue to evolve. And I think you're seeing that with our product portfolio with, with some of the introductions we have at Gatorade Organic, G2, which is lower in sugar, G0, our, our protein shakes. We have some new innovation coming out next year. The introduction of Bolt 24, which is an all-day kind of uh, health and wellness beverage for athletes that are seeking things to consume when they're away from the field of play. So we uh, we keep that engine cranking and, and really want to be the leaders in that space. There's so many different variations of, of drinks now, like you said, some with no sugar, some that are health and wellness. I, I would love to just sit around at your offices one day and like think of like, what's the next drink? What's the next product that we need to create that's out there on the market? I'm sure it's a long process, but that's got to be a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, you know, you should. Come on over. We, uh, <laughs> we have cross-functional teams that we get to uh, have interactions with them and our R&D folks where they'll put different product concepts in front of us, whether it's a con- you know an, an edible, if it's a drink, whether it's, uh, again, sweet, savory, if it's something that we can store at ambient temperatures that can sit in a locker room or in a locker all day for a young athlete that's at school and knows they need to have something after school, uh, before practice, if it's a, a night protein, there's all kinds of things that we're testing all the time. makes it a lot of fun. So you guys are also working with the Premier Lacrosse League. How did you get involved with them, and, and what was attractive about that opportunity? Well, we have a formative experience team here that, over the course of a given year, we reach millions of young athletes through camps, clubs, and clinics, uh, through a lot of our NCAA partnerships in a given summer. Uh, a given university might have 100 camps. You know, one week it's football, the next week it's it's softball, the next week it's girls volleyball and uh, lacrosse both for young men and young women is just exploding in growth and we love it that it reaches male and female athletes the trajectory again up to the college ranks and the pro ranks it's it's really fun to watch uh, we feel that we have a, the right product for those players and uh, Paul and Mike Rabel and the, and the team at the Premier Lacrosse League just have a terrific vision uh, they're entrepreneurs in every sense of the world it's a player-owned league we love the format of how they ran the league with bringing all six teams market to market to just drive excitement. They, they hosted camps for young players to, to teach them the game. And similar to the G League, they, they really have a, opened their doors for us to try some new things. So we're entering season two of that partnership and looking forward to uh, 
working closely with them to figure out how do we optimize both the performance of their players and our product portfolio. Very cool. I know the Olympics are coming up in 2020, and it seems like you guys always have some sort of involvement there. Is that something that's on your radar and you guys are starting to plan for that? Well, we're huge fans of the Olympic Games. We're not an official partner of the Games, but we're very proud to have many athletes and and teams that will be competing. So, yeah, I mean, it, it, 2020 is going to be a great calendar year with a lot of terrific events, so we'll, we'll definitely be watching and, and having a lot of fun with it. All right, before I let you go, typical day for you. I think you have family and a few kids running around. And What's it like for you? I've heard you're, you're a workout guy. You like to get a good workout in when you can. Boy, if any of my friends are listening to this, they're going to chuckle. But, yeah, I'm uh, – <laughs> I'm the typical dad that has a couple teen athletes that, you know, are both very busy. We try to keep them busy. My wife was a full scholarship collegiate athlete. So the the more we can get them involved in those things, the better. The, the life lessons they learn from from those experiences are just invaluable. Um, and, yeah, I mean, I, I try to live the brand. I, you know, we're a very competitive group here. We have a former Super Bowl champion that works here. We have a former NBA player that works here. We have loads and loads of collegiate athletes. Uh, as I said before, all-world high school athletes. And, you know, I I have these products that I have access to that, that I want to use. And if I'm going to use them, I need to be athletic in doing so. And so, yeah, I, we have a gym upstairs that I sneak up to every now and again. And, and hey, keeps things fresh. So it's funny you say you have teens in the house. I have a 14-year-old daughter, and I find that she is the truth serum to everything. If I want to know the truth about a product or something going on in the world, she plays sports too. I just ask her, and she gives me you know, the truth serum. What kind of feedback do you get from your kids? Oh, they'll be the first one to tell me. They, they think that my job is – I love my job. Don't get me wrong. And it has some, some great perks, but it's probably not as sexy as it, it looks on a business card. But they think that every day I come in and it's like a fantasy football draft. And <laughs> that is not the case. We we have some terrific partners that I, I truly um, enjoy the relationships and, and love to work with, and I learn from every day. But yeah, they are. You said it. They're they're truth serum. If if I come home and say, hey, what do you think of this or that? They're going to tell me whether I like the answer or not. So it's it's awesome. All right. Before I let you go, I have an idea. I gotta I gotta throw it to you and. You know, you can do what you want with it. But you've got Zion now. You had Michael Jordan, Derek Jeter. So not only are all three Gatorade people, but they all Jordan brand as well. I would love to see a commercial with all three of them or even just MJ and Zion at some point. I just think that would be awesome. And they've got some, you know, similarities and some fabric that connects them. So take that for what it's worth. Well, and you also we have Jason Tatum on the Boston Celtics, who is also a Jordan brand athlete. So, hey, if it's a great idea, I have to cover my ears and pretend I didn't hear it from you. Because if it's already in the pipeline, <laughs> I don't want you stealing credit for it now. Ah, all right. No, I won't take any credit. I'll just enjoy as a as a consumer. <laughs> no, it's a great idea. What? Stay tuned. Jeff Kearney, the global head of sports marketing for Gatorade. You can follow Gatorade on Twitter and Instagram at Gatorade. Jeff, I'm glad we finally had a chance to do this and uh, keep up the great work. I think you guys are just doing amazing things, and it's amazing to see how it's all evolved over time. Well, very kind of you, and like any great sports team, it's a total team effort. That's what we have here. I'm with a great crew. We appreciate your support, and hope to talk to you again soon. You're listening to Sports Business Radio. We'll be right back. Guests appearing on Sports Business Radio will receive a dress shirt from Mizzen and Maine. 
It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. No more dry cleaning and no wrinkles. Their shirts are incredibly comfortable. Mizzen in Maine makes dress shirts for men that fixes everything that's ever been wrong with shirts for so long. Their shirts breathe, stretch, and wick away moisture. It's like athletic wear disguised as a dress shirt, making them great for travel. They've taken the hassle out of looking great through wrinkle resistance and the ability to wash your shirts at home. No more last-minute ironing. No more after-work trips to the dry cleaner. It's a shirt that's worked for thousands of customers, including hundreds of professional athletes like J.J. Watt and Phil Mickelson. Head over to MizzenInMaine.com and use promo code SBR to get $10 off your dress shirt. That's MizzenInMaine.com, code SBR. I can tell you one thing. I'll be wearing Mizzen in Maine dress shirts at all future sports business radio roadshows and sports PR summit events. I can't wait. Well, that's it for this edition of Sports Business Radio. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks to our show staff, Brian Griggs and Josh Blank. Thanks to our friends at Boingo Wireless for powering our Sports Business Radio Roadshow. Follow them online at boingo.com or on Twitter at Boingo. And we want to remind you all the great places you can get the Sports Business Radio podcast. We're on iTunes. We're on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn. Wherever you get your podcast, you can find Sports Business Radio. So download us for on-demand listening. Subscribe, rate, and review us as well. We always appreciate the reviews. Follow me on Twitter in between shows at SB Radio. Follow us on Instagram at Sports Business Radio. For Brian Griggs, I'm Brian Berger. Have a great week, and we'll talk to you soon right here on Sports Business Radio. Sports Business Radio with Brian Berger. Bringing you the biggest names in sports business. Without further ado, we all know this gentleman. Let's give David Stern a big round of applause. Let's welcome the president of the NCAA, Mark Emmert. Give him a hand. Let's give a big hand to USC alum and co-owner of the Lakers and president of the Lakers, Jeannie Bust. Thank you for having me. What a nice turnout. Thank you so, so much for having me, Brian. It was very, very kind, and I really enjoyed it. Thank you, sir. Sir Charles, how are you? I'm doing good, man. How are you doing this morning? Today's guest is Memphis Grizzlies head coach David Fisdale. You're the man, Bart. My guest is tennis icon Chris Everett. He was very interesting. You asked great questions, so thank you very much, Brian. Pleased to welcome to the show... Kyrie Irving, the number one pick in the 2011 NBA Draft. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I'm happy to be joined by Pete Carroll, the executive VP of football operations and the head football coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Coach, how are you? Doing good. What's going on? Dallas Mavericks owner Mark Cuban. Mark, thanks for joining me. My pleasure. Visit sportsbusinessradio.com and subscribe to our iTunes podcast. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Stay connected to the business side of sports only with Sports Business Radio.